Hello, I'm Pastor Keith Babb III, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the podcast of the Way Church of Tampa Bay. Our desire is that as a result of the word, that you no longer settle with simply coming to church, but you become the church. I pray that you enjoy this broadcast and that it challenges you, that it convicts you, and that it changes you. Thank you again, and let's enter into today's message. Hallelujah. Can we give God another hand clap of praise? It's so good to see everybody in the house of the Lord this morning. I believe the Lord is pleased with our worship. And now that God has received our worship, let our hearts be open now to God's word. I want us to go to John chapter 16. John chapter 16. I want us to look at verse number 33. I'm reading from the English Standard Version of the Bible. The Bible reads as thus, if you don't have your Bibles, it's on the screen. The Bible said, I have said these things to you. Somebody say, that's me. That in me, you may have peace. And in the world, you will have tribulation. Some version says, much trouble. But Jesus says, take heart. I have overcome the world. That's good news to me, y'all. Jesus said, I've said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have much trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to start a new sermon series this morning called Unshakable. Um, tell your neighbor you need to be unshakable in this season. Yeah, you got to be unshakable in this season. If we can be honest, uh, this season has caused even the most devout believers to be shaken. Um, in other words, many of us have become frustrated with this season. Y'all ain't got a lot of me. I know many of us have been frustrated with this season. And even so, this season has been so difficult that it's causing, caused many believers to fall in this season. And continually fall. And watch this. Even some of us, the most devout believers, have become succumb with fear as a result of this season. We've been shaken. Somebody say, we've been shaken. And shaken is the place where the trouble of this season will trouble you. When your soul is troubled by trouble, many believers have been shaken. And this is not to deny the uncertainty of this season. But it's, uh, it's important to note that even in uncertain seasons, believers can still be unshaken. God wants us. This is why Jesus said, I want you to take heart in this world. You'll face many troubles. So even when seasons are uncertain, I don't know what, it, what the next news clip is going to say. I don't know the next thing that our president is going to do. I don't know the next thing that's going to happen on tomorrow. Even though it may be uncertain, I can be unshaken. That's good news to me because Job 14 and 1 declares that man born of a woman, somebody say that's me, is of a few days and full of trouble. And although this current season may be problematic, we have to be reminded by scripture that seasons like this were promised. I know many of us feel like we're too young. We haven't seen seasons like this where folk that I saw and said hello on, on yesterday are now passing away. Although this season may be problematic, this season was also promised in scripture. Somebody say it was promised. 
that this season was promised. That means in the midst of death, we can still be devout. In the midst of sickness, we can still be steadfast. Even in the midst of fear, we can still be faithful. Because 1 Corinthians 15, 58 says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain. So I don't care how many people die, I can still be devout. I, I hope y'all hear me this morning. I don't care how many people are sick, I can still be steadfast. And I don't care if the world is in fear, I can still remain faithful. We can be steadfast. This is why throughout this sermon series, my prayers to reveal why we've been admonished and have the ability to be unshaken. Even in seasons like this, that we can be in the midst of trouble and not be troubled. Our survival in this season, I need y'all to hear me, is going to require that we remain unshaken. You're not going to survive a season like this where the prophets don't know what to prophesy. You're not going to be able to uh, evaluate or survive a season where our president said that they were going to promise one thing and then the next day he changes his mind. We've got to remain, somebody say, unshaken. I told y'all this a few sermon series ago. I thought our president was going to cancel some of that student loan debt. Then he changed his mind, but I can still be unshaken. Uh, frustration cannot overtake us in this season. Falling cannot be an option in this season. And fear must not overwhelm us in this season. We must remain unshaken. Therefore, over the course of this sermon series, we're going to examine a few things. I want to examine the posture of the believer in the midst of trouble. You've got a posture that you have to keep if you're going to be find yourself in the midst of trouble. And then we're going to talk about the peace of God in the midst of trouble. I need a level of peace in my spirit in the midst of trouble. And I want you all to know that there's a promise of God in the midst of trouble. But this morning, I want to examine the providential God, the providence of God in the midst of trouble. Somebody say, my God is providential. He's providential. Because the fact that God is providential means that we can have peace. And this is what, where we find Jesus declaring to his believers in our foundational text that we can find peace in the providential God. And as it was with the disciples, so it is with us. We can have peace in the midst of trouble if we can find our peace in the providential God. So here's the critical question we got to ask ourselves. In seasons like this that seem so problematic, how do we find peace in the providence of God? Somebody say God is in control. How do I find peace in this providential God? And I believe the answer to this question is revealed in our foundational text. So here's my prayer this morning is that we commit to pursue peace in the providence of God. So that this trouble of this season won't trouble us. Look, and hear this, I know it's a play on words, but one of the most troubling things to me in this season is that believers are troubled by this season. That I can see believers that were once devout now operating in fear. Once believers that were once faithful now being unfaithful. Somebody say that's troubling. I want to be able to operate in any season that God places me in, in my spirit, not be troubled because I serve. Watch this, a providential God, a God that is in control. And I believe God, our text reveals how we can find peace. So I just want us to walk the text, y'all. I want us to see something in the text. The Bible says in the world, you will have tribulation, but somebody shout, but for every burden we face, God provides us with a but. Uh, what do I mean? For every trouble that life presents, God provides us with hope. 
Oh, I, I, I love that. Somebody say, I've got hope. You know, every time I sit and try to tell my wife about what I'm going through, she always gives me a but. But this, Keith. But this, Keith. And it gets on my nerves because I want to dwell in what I'm, I'm, I'm mad about. I want to I dwell in what, what's, what's troubling me. I want to dwell in, in all the things that God has not declared over my life. And she always gives me a but. In other words, she's trying to let me know that I have hope. Ooh. That's good news to me. So the next time somebody tells you comes with um, with trouble, somebody say, give them a butt. I know that's all crazy. <laughs> this is why Proverbs 23, 18 declares this. Notice what the Bible says. The Bible says, for surely there is a hereafter and your hope will not be cut off. That means anything that we go through in life, God says, as long as you're still breathing, you have hope. That's good news to me. So no matter what's going on around me, no matter what I may encounter in this journey, God says, surely there is a hereafter and your hope will not be cut off. I ain't know my I ain't know my wife was trying to give me that scripture, but she gave me the the, the level of, of reassurance that I have hope. Uh, that means watch this after the hurt there's always hope after the heartache there is always hope and watch this after the hardship somebody say I have hope oh that's good news to me we don't have to be troubled in the midst of trouble because in the providential God there is always the hope of God so if I, I've got to remind myself when trouble finds its way at my doorstep because of the providence of God somebody say I always have hope I've got to make sure that I place my hope in the hope of God. And hear this, a lot of y'all place your hope in everything else other than God, and you wonder why it's not going well for you. Uh, this is why our foundational text says, in the world you will have tribulation, but in the midst of that, he says, but, because when God is providential, there will always be trouble, but there will also always be hope. Oh, that's good news. One Hebrew translation of the word hope is this word which means expectation. That means despite the trouble we endure, God has a divine expectation after trouble. But many of us never put our, our thought process or direct our attention to expectation. We're only directing our attention to the trouble we endure. And God says, don't put your heart on what you're enduring, but put your heart on the expectation. Somebody say, change your perspective. So while I'm going through trouble, I know I've got to endure it like a good soldier, but I'm not going to put my focus on what I'm enduring. I'm putting my focus on what I'm expecting. And many people lose focus of what they're expecting. And watch this, we lose our hope in God. Anybody who's lost hope, who has lost sense or perspective on expectation. I know God's going to come through. Somebody say, I know God's going to come through. Ah, that's good news. God is, has something prepared for the believer after trouble. And when there is an expectation of what our providential God has prepared, that should always give us peace. Did y'all hear what I just said? When I know that God has something prepared for me after trouble, it gives me peace. I'm not saying that the trouble does not hurt. I'm not saying that the trouble does not dictate how I may need to maneuver in life, but it gives me peace as I maneuver. This is how folk can be going through all kind of stuff and you realize how can they have peace? Because I have an expectation on God that after trouble, I have something greater prepared for me. 
Say something's prepared. I don't know what y'all going through this morning, but I know something's prepared. We can have peace even in suffering because God has something prepared after suffering. I'm going to say this. We lost one of our members this past year. We lost um, Jacqueline Pinckney. But every time I talked to her, she never, I I was trying to figure out, was Jackie really sick? I'm, I'm saying the pastor. Somebody say the pastor. I was trying to figure out was something really wrong. The diagnosis did not line up with how she was walking in life. And watch this, even though she's not here, she had an expectation from God. That means even if this suffering takes me out, after this, there's an expectation. Because God has something, somebody say, prepared for me. This is why the Bible says those that believers don't mourn like unbelievers. You know why? Because we have an expectation. Oh, that's good news to me. There's an expectation. Keep your mind on not what you're enduring, but what you're expecting from God. That means we can have peace even in sickness because God has given us something prepared after sickness. Listen, we, I, I know I talk about her so much, but Mother Alvera could have peace in the midst of sickness because God has something prepared for her. Prepared. We can have peace even in the, in the midst of setback because God has something prepared after setback. Tell your neighbor, he's got something prepared for me. We can endure the trouble of this world because we have an expectation from God. The day that you don't believe that God has something prepared for you is the day that trouble will always trouble you. I've got to know that it, it, always, it won't always be like this. And many believers get stuck in their current situation. And watch this. I said this on, on New Year's Eve that the enemy is trying to get us out of position for what God has prepared for us. So if I'm so flustered about what's going on and I don't operate in a sense of peace in God, I find myself, watch this, out of expect, out of position for what God has prepared for me. Somebody say, stay in position. I've got to stay in position. That's why I've got to, this is why the Bible says the, the one who keeps their mind on him will be stayed in perfect peace. Uh, focus on the, the expectation of God. So hear this, uh, notice this. In other words, there's a guarantee on the expectation of God. Our hope will not fail. Notice what the beginning portion of Proverbs 10, 28 declares. Notice what the Bible says. The hope of the righteous will be gladness. Somebody say gladness. I I want you to understand why this is so critical. Because that means there's no amount of grief that you will encounter on this earthly journey that will deny us our expectation of gladness. Nothing that you experience on earth. The Bible says the hope of the righteous will. That means it cannot be denied. So no matter what I go through, no matter what I'm dealing with in the earth realm, I know that there's no amount of grief that can deny me from my expectation of gladness. But I I need y'all to see something else in the text. That, that, That means the critical question in times of trouble is where do you place your hope? Did y'all hear what I just said? Where do I place my hope when I'm going through trouble? I need to know if it's not in God, watch this, tell your neighbor, expect more trouble. If it's not in God, expect more trouble. Some of y'all done put your hope in a man and got yourself into more mess. Because it was not in the providential God. Some of y'all put your hope in y'all money and somebody say, I got myself in more mess. 
And here lies one of the reasons why believers are troubled by the trouble they face is because their hope is in everything other than the providential God. We place our hope in people. We place our hope in politicians. And we even place our hope in our own power and not our providential God. And watch this. I said this. Wherever you place your hope other than God, it's going to end up in more trouble. And I'm going to give you a Bible. Notice what the Bible says in Psalm 49, um, verses 6 through 7. Those who trust in their wealth. Somebody say my money. And boast in the multitude of their riches. None of them back in any means redeem his brother. Nor give God a ransom. for it. That, that stuff ain't going to last. That stuff ain't going to get you through. Somebody say, I got to put my hope in God. You know why? Because people are fickle. Money, watch this. We know we see the economy going up and down. Somebody say it's shaking. But we serve a God that is unshaken. A God that changes not. A God that says I'm the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. So if I place my hope in him, watch this. Somebody say I have a guarantee. I'll never lose out on the expectation when I put it, somebody say, in God. Listen, I love my wife dearly and my wife loves me dearly. But somebody say, even the pastor can be fickle. And this is the reason why many church folk get themselves in trouble. Because they put more hope in their pastor than they do in the providential God. God said, that's why God has to remove certain people from my life. And we get so bent out of shape. That was my best friend. That was the pastor that I got saved under. How could they do me like that? And maybe God was saying, you put your hope in them greater than you did in me. And we wonder why we find ourselves, somebody say, in more trouble. God's trying to help us today. Because a hope that is not in our providential God is a hope that will never prosper. And if we are to be unshaken in this season, then we must have hope in our providential God. Somebody say hope in God. So so the first thing I needed us to know in this season that we're in, listen, y'all, we don't know what's going to happen next. But God does. And we serve a God that does not change. So I've got to place my hope in God. Whatever's around me, keep your hope in God. Whatever happens in your circumstance, in the, in the, the circumference of your life. Somebody say, put, keep your hope in God. He does not change. Now, let's look at the next portion of our text. The Bible says, take heart. Peace, despite the multitude of problems in the natural, watch this, requires perspective. I need y'all to catch what I said. I know the baby crying. Peace, in this, despite what's going on in the natural, it requires perspective. This is why I said Minister Dominique and all them that were praying on this past Friday were so in the spirit. And it's not just any perspective, but the perspective of our providential God. I need to be able to see with the eyes or somebody say the heart of God. I've got to be able to look at any situation and see it through the lens of God. And this is why we're admonishing scripture to let this mind be in us, which is also in Christ Jesus. In other words, because we need the mind or somebody say the heart of God to navigate through the mess of this world. I've got to have the mind of God to navigate through everything that's going on. Listen, if I just look, look at the news for an hour, somebody say I need the mind of God. Watch this. I need y'all to hear me and hear me good. There's going to be some people that's going to call you in this season. Somebody say with mess and then then be able to navigate that mess that's coming through your phone. Somebody say, I need the mind of God. I need y'all to be careful about you, who you let in your ear. And even if they get in my ear, I got the mind of God to see through the mess. 
And many of us, the reason why we get so muddied in the mess of life is because many of us don't have the mind of God. So I've got to be able to see what God sees so I can navigate through all, somebody say the foolishness. Uh, so I've got to have the heart of God, the heart of God. This is why if we desire to not be troubled by trouble, we need the heart or the mind of our providential God. This is why our foundational text goes on to say, take heart. And the word heart in our text is derived from the Greek word, which means the in-birth persuasion of God. The only way, when it, when it says take heart, it means that the only way that you're going to be able to navigate this, if God gives you his perspective. So I've got to be asking God, God, give me your perspective. Before you move in this season, before you make a decision in this season, before you jump and give somebody a yes to a marriage, to a contract, to another business endeavor in, in this season, God, say, God, give me your perspective. Because you'll find yourself, watch this, we find ourselves entangled. Listen, me and my wife got a, a timeshare that we're trying to get our behinds out of. We got entangled in it because we did not ask God for his perspective. And many of us get entangled in stuff because we never ask God for his perspective. And I know I don't care if they watching y'all because I'm this pastor that just share my heart. I'm going to share this. The spirit leads me. I was I was talking to my wife um, a few days ago and I said one of the greatest things that ever happened to me. And y'all can take this any kind of way you want is that when I found out this young man that I was raising for four years of my life really was not my son. Because I said I would have been entangled in something that I had no business in. And I would have been entangled with people that God never ordained for my life. So I feel bad for the young man because I, I know he needs a father, but that father was not me. So I, and here's, if I, listen, I thank God for the grace of God. But many folk are entangled in situations that they should have never got their behind in. Because we looked at it, watch this, with our natural eyes. Because I think she's fine. And I think she all that. And I got my behind. Somebody say entangled. And all I had to do was ask God to give me your perspective on this situation. And I would have turned the other way. Y'all entangled in some stuff now because you did not ask God for his perspective. Uh, in other words, the spirit persuades us to have confidence because the savior gives us his, his perspective. And somebody may be saying, why is this significant? Why, why, why is his heart or the heart of God significant in seasons like this? Because when you know the Lord's heart concerning a season, you know how to handle the season rather than the season handling you. Did y'all hear what I just said? I want to be able to be in a place where I can handle the season and the season not handle me. And we've got believers, somebody say believers, being um, tossed to and fro by this season. Because they don't know God's perspective or his heart on the season. We've got people being tossed to and fro in marriages because we don't know that there's also, somebody say, seasons the marriage. So you want to run out and get a divorce and God says this is just a season. Many of y'all are leaving jobs that God had orchestrated for your life. Watch this. But you don't know how to handle the season and the season has handled you. And now your behind has left the job that God opened the door for. Because I did not have his heart concerning it. Somebody say, this is critical. This ain't even in times of trouble. We should always be asking God for your perspective before I make a decision that's going to cost me, somebody say, a lifetime. And God going to have to get, dig your behind out of a ditch. And he said, all you needed was my perspective on the situation. 
Because the sad reality is the reason that many believers have been handled by this season is because many believers have failed to know the Lord's heart concerning this season. And this is why our prayer must be in this season and seasons of trouble to come that our providential God reveal his heart concerning this season. This is each season that we face. When you encounter, when you notice a shift in your life, when you notice that you're moving and transitioning into another season of your life, always ask God to give you his perspective. All right? Because you need God's perspective to navigate a season that you've never been in. Did y'all hear what I just said? You can receive, me and my wife can receive counsel about raising children, but it's still a season that we've never been in. So I've got to ask God as much counsel as I receive. And because our journeys are personalized, I've got to ask God for the personal direction in that season. I need his perspective. Somebody say, I need his perspective. So it's going to help. It's going to help you. It's going to help you. Some of y'all just got married asking married folk that's been married 30 years. And you think because that's how they did it. That's how I need to do it. And you wonder why your marriage still ain't working out. Somebody say, I need God's perspective. God wants you. God doesn't want this season to handle you, but he wants you to handle the season. And although this season has been problematic, this season, I need y'all to understand, has also been prophesied. So somebody may be saying, well, Pastor Keith, I don't know God's perspective. I don't know his heart concerning this season. Notice what the Bible says. I, b- I believe I put it on the screen. The Bible says Job 14 and 1 says there will be seasons of trouble. Somebody say trouble. James 1 and 2 says there will be seasons of trials. Somebody say trials. Even our foundational set says there will be seasons of tribulation. Somebody say tribulation. So we get so bent out of shape when stuff starts happening in our life and God is saying, I've already given you the perspective. I said that there will be seasons of trouble. The Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous. The Bible says that there will also be seasons of trial. And watch what he says when seasons of trials come. He says, consider it pure joy. So some of us are losing our minds. And God says, I know that you did not know that coronavirus was going to come. I know you did not know that everything was going to shut down. But I did tell you it would be trouble. And somebody say much trouble. trouble. So we've got to know that sometimes God even gives us his perspective on a season. Somebody say it's in the book. book. And here's the good news. When God reveals his heart concerning a season, he also reveals his heart concerning the saints in that season as well. Did y'all hear what I just said? Not, does he, not only does God reveal his heart concerning a season, he also reveals his heart concerning the saints. Somebody say, that's me. I hope that's you. This is why Paul encouraged believers with these words in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8 through 9. The Bible says we are hard pressed on every side. I know the season seems hard pressed, yet we are not crushed. We are perplexed. We don't know what's going on, but we are not in despair. We may even be persecuted. Watch this, but not forsaken. God is with us. Struck down. Somebody say, but not destroyed. Because even in seasons of struggle, the heart of God is that the saints will survive. Did y'all hear that? The good news is that even while folk around me, the wicked are perishing. God's heart is that the saints survive. So here's the critical question. I need y'all to understand this. I need y'all to hear this because some of y'all may not like me concerning this. In seasons of trouble, our prayer should not be that God remove the trouble, but can the Lord find me righteous in the midst of trouble? Because those that are destined and his heart is to survive are those that are righteous. So this is why the enemy tries to get us so bent out of shape in the midst of trouble. 
Because he does not want God to find us, somebody say righteous. And I'm not saying that we're perfect, but can God find you still pressing? I'm not saying that you're perfect, but can God still find you faithful? All right, the very fact that you're under in the house of the Lord, listening to the word of God, God says, I find you faithful. So the critical question many of us get on our knees, God, remove this. God, remove this. God, remove this. Maybe God is using this season to remove the wicked out of your life and he can find you righteous so that you might survive. Did y'all hear what y'all don't like that? I'm telling y'all the truth. Did y'all do y'all hear me? So not God, don't remove it, but help me. Somebody say, help me to be more righteous. Because those that are going to survive this season, and I'm not just talking about this pandemic, so don't, don't, don't take Pastor Keith and what he's saying out of context. But what I'm saying is, is that when I face seasons of trouble, I need to be more righteous. Somebody say, be more righteous. Because God's heart is that the saints survive in seasons of struggle. It's not to take you out. Somebody say, it's not to take you out. That's good news to me. That is not to take you out. Uh, so, so in seasons of trouble, like I said, we got to ask God to cause us to be more righteous because notice what Psalm 34, 19 says. And I love this. I love this text. The Bible says many are the affliction of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them. Somebody say all. Oh. Ooh, that's good news. Y'all. He says, all. Oh. that means watch this. The question is the heart of God desires deliverance. Of the righteous out of every affliction. But the real critical question is, do you believe that? When I know that he's going to deliver me out of all afflictions, all stuff can be going around in my life. But I have peace. Because I know he's going to deliver me. Somebody say, shout all. I can be unshaken when I know that I'm righteous. Listen, that I know that I'm righteous. That no matter what I'm going through, God's going to deliver me. Somebody say, all out of them all. The critical question is, when your mind is all over the place, when you don't know what to do, when you're losing yourself, you need to ask yourself, do you really believe, one, that you're the righteous? And do you really believe that God will deliver you out of them all? He says, many, many, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but he'll deliver us out of them all. Through every attack, through every affliction, through every adversity, the Lord's heart is to deliver you. If we if he can find you righteous. So in seasons of trouble, our prayer must continually be Lord, reveal your heart concerning this season so that we can find that we find ourselves in. Because watch this. The heart of our providential God is that we can handle the season and the season not handle us. Y'all okay with that? So so here's the first thing I needed. I needed us to know that there's hope in God. If, I, if I'm going to not be troubled by trouble, I need to know that there's hope in God. I need to have the heart of God. Now, let's look at the last portion of our text. The Bible says, I have overcome the world. I, I made mention of this on Friday, um, but it, it, I said that we serve a God who determines the seasons, who di- dictates the season, and who has dominion over the season. And that includes seasons of trouble. Y'all got to hear me and hear me good. He determines seasons. He dictates seasons. And he has dominion over seasons. So if our desire is for us not to be troubled in any season, we need to recognize the hand of God. I've got to be able to recognize the hand of God in all situations. All right, somebody say the hand of God. 
And and, uh, because notice why this is why Jesus ends verse 33 of John 16 with these words. I have overcome the world. And so, in other words, despite the disease, he's already overcome the disease. Y'all got to know that despite the discord of this season, he's already overcome all discord. Despite even the death of this season, the Bible says he's conquered death. So he's already conquered and overcome all death. Somebody say all. Because the hand of God, watch this, is more powerful or better yet in any pandemic that we may face. Did y'all hear what I just said? The hand of God is more powerful than any problem and even better yet this pandemic that we may face. Somebody say the hand of God. I've got to know that his hand is on this season. Despite what we may face, here's the good news. God has already defeated it. Here's a word of wisdom. Here's one of the reasons why trouble should never trouble the believer. Is when we can rest in the fact that nothing can defeat us when we know that God has already defeated it. Did y'all hear what I just said? Nothing can defeat me when I know God has already defeated it. And many of y'all, this is why I said it's going to be critical for us to know the wonder working power of God in this season. I need to know that he is a God that still knows how to part the Red Sea. I need to know that he's a God that says if I put the blood over my doorpost that the deaf angel will pass over me. I I still serve that God. And the reason why many believers lose and get bent out of shape is because they don't know that God's hand is over this season. Oh, I hope y'all catching that. I hope y'all catching that. Uh, this is why Paul declared these words in Romans 8.31. Look, look, look what the Bible says. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? That means no. there's no principality, there's no problem, and watch this, there's no pandemic that can be, be against us. Somebody say, God is for me. You've got to believe it. Somebody say, God is for me. When God is for me, who can be against me? I've got to know that as I traverse the seasons of life, that God is for me. As my wife declared this morning, he is God. He's Emmanuel, God with us. God is for me. I don't care how many people talk about me. God is for me. I don't care how many people try to slander my name. God is for me. I don't care how many people try to set me up on my job. God is for me. I serve a God that God is for me. And here's the problem. Y'all want to attack the problem and not know that the providential God, watch this, is for you. This is why the Bible says the battle is not yours. Many of us are trying to fight a spiritual battle. Thank you, Minister Dominique. And we're in natural means. And all God is saying, take your hands off of it. Watch this, because my hand is already on it. And watch this. When we start muddling in the stuff that God's hand is already in, tell your neighbor, we mess up what God is trying to do. We mess up what God is trying to do. God is saying, I'm for you. Oh, that's good news to me, y'all. I don't care how many people leave me. I don't care how many people are unfaithful to me. God is for me. Paul is saying there is no need to worry about affliction, attacks, or even adversaries that won't work against the hand of the Lord. I'm not worrying about folk that can't do nothing with my providential God. I'm not worrying about issues that can do nothing to my providential God. As long as God is for me. Watch this. Somebody say, I need to be righteous in this season. 
You need to be righteous in it because that's the ones that God is for. Somebody say the righteous. And this is why Psalm 138.7 declares, I believe it's on our screen. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive me. You will stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies and your right hand will save me. Our declaration must be that God has already defeated this season. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care how bad it gets. Jesus says I've over, already overcome the world. I can't allow this season to defeat me when I know God has already defeated the season. Did y'all hear what I just said? How, how do you think God is looking at us while we crying and we all in our, underneath our covers? We don't want to come out. And God says, get your food behind up because I've already defeated the season. I'm not going to let something defeat me that God has already defeated. And here's what the enemy wants you to believe that God hasn't defeated him. This is why folk lose their mind when, when, when they break up in long-term relationships because they allowed that relationship to defeat them. And God says, I've already defeated that. I've already defeated that. We let stuff trouble our spirits. And God says, I've already defeated that. If I can just rest in the fact that God's hand is on me. Ooh, ooh. So watch this. Uh, notice this. It's not just this season, but every season that we might encounter, there's all, there will always be the hand of God. God's hand is on every season. Y'all have got to catch this. He, di- he determines the seasons. He dictates the seasons. Uh, so God, God's hand is always moving in the season. So, so here's, here's what I'm trying to get y'all to understand. What is Pastor Keith trying to say? In seasons of trouble, there's no need to ask for the Lord's hand. We just need the Lord, the, the Spirit, to help us acknowledge the Lord's hand. God, God, show me where you're at in this. Because here's the other thing with a lot of believers. We get in stuff that God ain't in. So I want to ask God, where's your hand? So that I can follow your hand in this season. So that I can make sure that I'm in the right posture for what you're trying to do. Somebody say, in this season. So not, don't, don't ask God for your hand, but ask the Spirit to, to cause you to acknowledge his hand. Because his hand has already overcome this season and all that this season will bring. Whew. This is why we don't have to be troubled by trouble because of, because of the hand of our providential God. I'm done, y'all. I need us. I, I don't want us to be falling out of the race in this season. I don't want us to be frustrated. I don't want us to be full of fear. I don't want us to continually fall in this season. But tell your neighbor, you've got to be unshaken. And the only way that we're going to begin this process of being unshaken is to know that we serve a providential God. And I've got to find my initial realm of peace has to not be in what's going on around me, but it has to be in the providential God. Y'all stand with me? So, 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 so here's, here's where I believe the Lord is taking us. This season especially has been uncertain. But the good news is that we can remain unshaken. The enemy wants to use the uncertainty of this season to undermine the walk of believers. Y'all got to hear me and hear me good. He, he, but our pursuit must be in the providence of God so that we might be unmoved. Notice this. The Bible says that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Somebody say, that's the righteous. So I don't want the enemy to use this season to undermine my walk. I've got to know that God is guiding me even through this season. My steps are ordered 
by the Lord. So it's going to cause me to be unmoved by whatever's going on in my life. I, I don't want the enemy to undermine our walk. Uh, not allow the trouble of this season to trouble us. And this is why our hope must be in the providential God. We must seek to know the heart of our providential God. And we must always be able to recognize the hand of our providential God so that we might find peace in seasons of trouble. And notice this. This is why Jesus declares this in the beginning portion of our foundational text. The Bible says, I've said these things to you that you might have peace. He's saying that I, I'm, I'm telling you about the providence of your God so that you can have peace. So in other words, when we trust or find our pursuit in the providential God, we can find help in every season to include this one. If you want God to help you through any season, somebody say, I've got to put my hope in the providence of God. God says, I'll help you in any season. I want God to help us in the season. I don't want us to be hurt. I don't want us to be full of heartache. I don't want us to consider this season one of hardship. But I want God to help us in this season and the seasons to come. Let us stand to our feet. I want to pray for each and every one of you. Father, we thank you. God, this season has been very uncertain. And we acknowledge that. God, many of us are trying to figure out what to do. But God, in the midst of us trying to figure stuff out, God, can we rest in your providence, in your providential hand? God, help us, God, we pray. I pray, God, for everyone who has deemed this season frustrating. God, who has deemed this season as one that has caused them to be succumbed to fear. I pray for them today, God. God, we don't know what the, tomorrow may bring. But we know we serve a God that changes not. Thank you, God, that you are a God that is in control. I pray, God, for every believer, and it may not even be in a pandemic, but, God, they're facing trouble somewhere in their life. There's a relationship, God, that's troubling them. God, there's a sibling, God, that's troubling them. God, there's a child, God, that's troubling them. There's a job, there's a boss that's troubling them. God, there's a friend, God, that they thought they had that's troubling them. I pray... God, as your word declares, you're saying these things that they might have peace. I declare peace over their lives, God, I pray. No matter what they encounter, no matter what they're facing, God calls them, God, to put their hope in the providence of you. God calls them to know, God, that you're a God that changes not. God, you're still the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. So, God, as long as there's trouble, there will always also be hope. There's hope after this. God, we'll put our eyes on the expectation of you and not what we're enduring. We'll keep our eyes fixed on what you prepared for us so that problems won't take us out. And God, I pray, God, for the heart of God and all of your people. God, cause them to see as they navigate the seasons of life through your heart, with your perspective. God, cause us not to be entangled in stuff that you've never ordained for our lives. God, but we'll see with your eyes. We'll move with your heart. We'll understand with your mind. God, so we won't be entangled in the things of this world. And God, we thank you now, even for the hope. God, we thank you now, even for your heart. But even more, God, we thank you for your hand. God, there is nothing that we face that you have not already defeated. God, thank you, God, for the testimony of Jacqueline Pinkney. God, she knew, God, that your hand was upon her. And God, she knew, God, that even though that the natural body may fade away. 
God, you've already prepared a greater body and glory for. So God, let us have that same perspective. God, that death, God, you've defeated. God, even the divorce that we may face, it's already been defeated. The feelings, God, we may endure. God, it's already been defeated. And God, I pray, God, that you will help every believer in every season because we'll keep, we know that our help comes from the providential God. And every believer that believed that say, thank God and amen. Give God a hand clap of praise. I'm confident that you didn't stumble upon this podcast by accident because God is sovereign. And whenever our sovereign God sends us a message for a reason, he wants us to respond. My prayer is that you respond by allowing the word to be planted in you so that it produces God's will for your life. Until next time, strive to not simply come to church, but to become the church.